Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. What's up, losers, and welcome to Losing Money with Andrew Bascom. My name's Andrew Bascom. Welcome to the podcast where for 138 episodes, we've helped you lose money in about 20-ish minutes. On this episode, we will be discussing our favorite ways to lose money on the NFL Week 2 with a voicemail from Panzerati Prince, interesting, and his safe and spicy picks of the week. We have Charlie Chalk and his lock of the week, and we have the gambler and his tease of the week. And of course, a recap and a record check at the end of the show, which is one of the weeks I get really excited to go over the record from last week because, heads up, we won. Week 2 is such a fun week in the NFL. I, I just love this. I am absolutely in my happy spot right now. Because it's all about mitigating your overreactions from week one. Week two is a great week to bet on the NFL. You've seen so many outcomes, surprising ones, non-surprising ones, great teams, bad teams. And it's up to you to decide who do you believe in, who is real, and who is not. Whose hype are you buying, and who just had their Super Bowl in week one? But let's give you some stats from week one before we get to some picks. Favorites went 10-5-1 straight up. And against the spreads, it was a... Even draw, 8-8, to eight, favorites and underdogs. Road teams went 9-6-1 and one straight up, which we thought so because there was a lot of road dogs and there was a lot of good teams on the road. That's fine. And unders went 11-5, and 3-0 oh in primetime games. That's the key one. Unders seem to be, defenses just seem to be way out ahead of offenses. So unders are big right now at 11-5. And I can't wait to tell you how we did last week. Obviously, if you're uh, on the BetStamp app, you know that because you've already seen our record. But I'll tell you at the end. I'm confused why Panzerai Prince is leaving a voicemail. Let's go hear that with bet number one. Bet number one. Okay, so the Panzerai Prince was at the Colts and Texans game last week, and it looks like he's had trouble getting back. So uh, he left a voicemail for his safe and spicy picks of the week. Let's listen to this together. Please leave your message. Andrew, uh, I guess I missed you. Uh, I've been stuck down in Houston. Can't recover after watching a tie live. You want to ever put yourself in a bad mood? Watch a tie live. That was apparently the Houston Texans' first tie ever, and that was the Colts' first tie in 40 years. And I was there. I'm still stuck here because I just don't even want to move. I'm just depressed. Anyway, I got to get my picks in uh, for week two. Week one was a disaster. I think I lost everywhere. I got $0 coming in because uh, everything different happened. And uh, if you listen to me, I'm sorry. So here we go for week two. My safe pick, I am going with the Baltimore Ravens at home, minus three and a half against the Dolphins. I'm not sure why this is so low. I think everyone's still on the Miami Dolphins train because they destroyed the Patriots. But if you remember me saying, the Patriots are going to have a top 10 draft pick. So not that big of an accomplishment. Uh, I think Baltimore is going to be one of the top teams in the NFL this year. And if you remember the last time in Miami... I, sorry, the last time Baltimore played Miami, I believe it was an absolute blowout. Something like 49 to nothing or something like that. I think Lamar Jackson's going to eat. They are going to scorch the Dolphins. Minus three and a half. That's my safe. Now to my spicy, my penne arabiata. I still don't understand this line. Um, is Am I looking at my phone correctly here, Andrew? Because it says that the New England Patriots are favored by two and a half on the road against the Steelers. What? What? This truly doesn't make sense, so as you can kind of figure out, I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers plus two and a half at home. Once again, 
The Patriots are not good this year. They are lost. They have no idea what's going on. They have no idea how to call plays. And like I said before, they're going to have a top 10 draft pick. Pittsburgh, I think, is going to be sneaky good this year. Just like they showed against the Bengals, Brian Flores is bringing it to this defense. This defense has some serious heat. And I think the offense is just game manager capable. So that being said, I don't even think this is going to be close. I know New England's had their way with the with the Steelers in the past, but that was a Tom Brady-led New England Patriots team. This is not. This is much different. Uh, it's going to be the Steelers. I'm taking them plus two and a half. This is an easy one. That's it for me. Maybe I can get out of Houston if I ever find my way. You take it easy. Wow. Okay. So he needs to, he needs those picks to come through so he can get home. Oh, boy. I love that Steelers pick, though, and you'll hear me speak about that one later. Here are my safe and spicy picks of the week. My safe pick, the Green Bay Packers, minus 9.5 versus Chicago. Say it with me, everybody. R-E-L-A-X, relax. I'm going to give you some stats here. I know this is Sunday Night Football. Let me give you some stats. Rodgers at home is 65 and 34 against the spread. That's 66%. Rodgers as a home favorite is 60 and 33. Rodgers at home in primetime, 22 and 10. Rodgers as a division favorite, 42 and 24 against the spread. Rodgers after a loss is 39-21 against the spread. And Rodgers against the Bears is 20-7 against the spread. Pick a trend, any trend, and I'll tell you overwhelmingly to back Rodgers and the Packers in a home get-right spot against the Bears. Chicago won on Sunday, right? But they had 73 yards in 40 minutes before a handful of monsoon plays like broke the Bears' way. And I honestly think in a lucky way. As for the Packers, they had dropped a 75-yard touchdown on their first play from scrimmage. And they also got stuffed on fourth and goal. And they did just fine against a Vikings team that looked pretty good. You need a couple more trends to seal the deal? Good. I got him. Teams that lost by double digits in week one, like the Pack, are 40-25 and 25 against the spread the following game over the past decade. Matt LaFleur also is a perfect 9-0 against the spread after a loss in his career, covering by 10.1 points per game. This is is a safe pick. I know it's a lot of points, but Chicago is one of the worst teams in the league, and it doesn't matter that they beat the 49ers in a monsoon. We're taking the Green Bay Packers at home, minus nine and a half on Sunday Night Football against Chicago Bears. Now, for my spicy pick of the week, we're going to be taking the Cleveland Browns, minus six, at home versus the Jets. It feels like a complete opposite of last week. We're taking all these road you know, favorites and going, oh my God, how about this? Now we're talking about good teams at home against bad teams, and the Cleveland Browns, minus six against the Jets, is exactly that. So are the Browns about to go 2-0 with Jacoby Brissett? Well, they still run the ball really well. That's the most important part. They were the only team in week one to record two runs of 20-plus yards against boxes of seven-plus defenders. And their defense still just flies around the ball. The thing is, everyone was concerned. Obviously, oh, Jacoby Brissett is the starting quarterback. This team is going to suck. But then you start looking around, and there's talent in almost every position. They have an incredible offensive line. They run the ball well. The receivers are not that bad, and their defense is one of the best in the league. So the Jets' Joe Flacco is probably not the man to lead an upset. But all that hand-wringing, assuming Jacoby Brissett is awful, well, he ain't the worst QB even in this game. Flacco ranked 30th out of 31 qualifying quarterbacks in air yards per attempt in Week 1. So if we think the only reason that the Cleveland Browns are bad is because they're quarterback, well, they don't even have the worst quarterback in this game. So we're going to be taking the Cleveland Browns minus 6 as our spicy pick against the Jets at home. Oh, I love those two picks. But I love talking about the Steelers picks more. Let's go to that bet number 2. Bat number two. Now joining us with his lock of the week is Charlie Chalk. Charlie Chalk, how you doing? Andrew, I'm fine. We got through week one. We're on we week did. two. We we <laughs> got to go through to the name. Heroin. There's going to be a lot of chalk this week. It's the only guarantee oh, I yeah. can give anyone. 
Okay, there we go. So well, you're the right guy to be talking to then. Well, uh, Charlie, what do you think <laughs> with your lock of the week? Well, my lock of the week, and it is choppy, mm-hmm. is at home, the LA Rams minus 10 and a half against the surprising Atlanta Falcons. Wow. Okay. All right. So explain your thinking on this. Well, the thinking is this, and I heard this earlier on in the week. You know, last week Rams played Buffalo Bills. The Bills yeah. did not blitz the Rams or Stafford once. They never blitzed them. And I went, well, that's interesting. Maybe that has something to do with coach of the year, but that's another story. McDermott was brilliant. Never blitzed them. Again, Atlanta is playing, and all they do is blitz. Okay? Yes. So if this is the case, and we've got this rookie coach in Atlanta, uh, blitzing, McVeigh's going to kill them. Okay? It might be dumping. It might be whatever. This is perfect for Stafford and his weak arm. So I think okay. that oh, his weak arm. His, he's going to take total advantage of this. Good coaching is going to win. And um, mm-hmm. again, I think I think it's a good bet. Just a few quick things here. Atlanta's okay. got to come to L.A. L.A.'s been home for two weeks, um, and they're not yep. very happy about the loss. They got beaten up pretty good. Um, uh-huh. The Falcon defense is not strong. They're weak against the run. No. They've got issues. Um, Atlanta's offensive line is great they um i think they can dominate and um okay we've got you know obviously cooper cup is got someone that they will continue to throw to and that's probably the right thing to do so 10 and a half points seems like a pretty good bet see you know we've been talking about on the episode a little bit about the overreacting from week one that you always got to be worried about do you think 10 and a half is that is that too many points you think that's that's going to be that's a pretty good line for you I, yes, I do. I, I'm not sure it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I do think that Atlanta's right. not going to get any points. I mean, no, within reason. Go. You know, this could be a yep. 24-10 game. Um, yep, yep. I, 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 it's not going to be an overbet, but I do think that um, – I think it's pretty good. And Rams lost to a very, very good team. They're not as bad as they looked the other night. Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, like Atlanta might have been doing the thing that we've been talking about where they just they had their Super Bowl in week one. You know, they tried everything they got. That was the game that they could prepare for for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. So, you know, a whole training camp to go against the New Orleans Saints and they just barely lose. So, you know, I, I imagine them getting their ass kicked in week two is totally on the table. So there we go. Charlie Chalk is going to be taking the Los Angeles Rams minus ten and a half at home against the Atlanta Falcons. So for my lock of the week, for my Charlie Chalk version lock of the week, I'm going to be taking the Pittsburgh Steelers at home plus two and a half versus New England Patriots. Ooh. Now, okay, what? The, two, 2000, the 2022 New England Patriots are road favorites? Did we watch the same games last week? Am I? What am I confused on here? New England was awful in week one, and one of these teams got a lot of negative preseason buzz and lived down to that expectation, and that's the Patriots. The Patriots were down 17 nothing and half at the half and looked absolutely lifeless. Their offense was bad and mistake-prone, and their defense gave up a lot of big plays and could, could have given up even more. Like, New England's offensive line was especially troubling, and TJ Watt is obviously a huge loss for the Steelers. But they still have Cam Hayward. They have a ton of great players on defense. And, you know, like, Pittsburgh sacked Joe Burrow seven times and forced him into five turnovers. And Joe Burrow is a lot better player, and that Bengals offense is a lot better than the Patriots are going to be facing. Last one, Mike Tomlin continues his incredible underdog streak. He's now 46 and 23-2 and against the spread as a dog, covering two out of every three, and that includes an absolutely pristine 14-3-2 against the spread at home, covering 82% of the time by 6.5 points. I love Pittsburgh plus 2.5 here at home against the New England Patriots. Wow, 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 wow. It, you know, wow. It, it is a good bet. I just, everyone's sitting there go New England, 
they just can't lose two in a row. Belichick exactly. can't be that yeah. bad. Pittsburgh, they've lost what? What the heck? But as a favorite on the road, and they are listless. They, I, I'm not disagreeing oh. with you. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I will say, I will say, Charlie. Though I did ignore a bunch of stats for Bill Belichick. Uh, yes, probably. <laughs> after a loss, yes. I, I just ignored all those. Where those are really good as well. I was they didn't help my point though, so I'm now going with the Steelers on that one. So that's your lock, then, is it? I love that pick. Wow. I love that wow, pick. Wow, wow. Yeah, I know. But just it's just at home. I just don't get the idea that the the New England Patriots are road favorites. <laughs> Charlie, do you have any other picks that you well, want to give out this I'm week? I'm going to go totally against what I just said. And and say oh, that I'm no, and I'm going to take San Francisco. I think okay. Lance might show up. Um, it's going to be at home. Seattle, Seattle won. I don't know how that happened, but they played a terrible, yeah, terrible coaching Denver team. And I do think that Lance will have a pretty good game. They're going to throw the ball. Um, I do. I dislike it. I, I like it again. I love that. I love that. I think Seattle. That was uh, that's a one week aberration. Uh-huh, There's no different we're talking about with Atlanta. Yeah, they didn't score a single point in the second half. I know. Like they, I know. they are very lucky they won that game. All right, Charlie. Well, we wish you nothing but the best and hope you have fun losing money. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, thanks for the call, Andrew. Bye for now. Time to read some ads. Now, a word from our sponsor and an app I use all the time: BetStamp. Here at Losing Money, we always talk about the importance of line shopping. You have to make sure that you're getting the best numbers possible when placing a bet. We do that every day with our daily picks at Losing Money WAB. We always check the bet stamp app first to go, oh, can I find a better number? Can I get better odds for this one? Okay, yeah. And then also through that app, I can just click on the book I want to use and be taken right there to place the wager. Also, do you have a bet that you want to move off of or you're trying to acquire a pick that you missed out on? You can also buy and sell picks with full transparency. Plus, they don't take a cut. It's completely free and safe. Also, like I said, we post all our picks at Losing Money WIB on Twitter, on Instagram every day. But if you want to track how we're doing, and heads up, we're losing babies, or track other betters and see how they're doing, because lots of people like to brag on the internet, you can see how actually how they're doing on the BetStamp app. You should download the BetStamp app today and use the promo code ANDREWB to help support the podcast. Bet number three. And to close up the episode, we have the gambler doing his tease of the week. Gambler, how you doing? Doing great. Feeling well. Yeah, you know, yeah. successful, profitable week one and looking uh, looking to build some momentum. Yeah, it, what, a, what a rare thing for the guests on this show. You had a profitable week one. You won your tease of the week last week. So coming off good momentum, I can't wait to hear what is your tease of the week for week two? Well, the, the first game I'm going to throw out is... Um, you know, with a team that I'm, I'm going to be leaning on uh, quite a bit in the near term. I could see them, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm. being a fade <laughs> as the season progresses. Yeah. But when I saw this line open up, which is New England on the road as a favorite, right? Um, against somewhat of a rivalry or a rival. There's a little bit of a rivalry there between uh, the Pats and the and the Steelers. Yeah. Certainly between I think Belichick and Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a this is a, a game where I feel like Vegas is trying to tell us something we don't know, which you know everybody's scratching their head. How are the very uninspiring Pats yeah. with the hurt QB a favorite on the road right. against a Steelers team that once again overdelivered um, against the Bengals? Good way of putting it. So. In these moments, we always say, well, Vegas makes the pick for you, right? When the line doesn't make sense, you go the other way. Mm -hmm. Vegas is begging you to take the the Steelers. So you think, okay, well, I got to take the Pats. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, but I can't help but look at the trends again. Okay. So just some stats for the betters. With last week's win, 
Tomlin is now sitting at 46-23-2 against the spread as an underdog. Mm. And furthermore, 14-3-2 as a dog at home. 14-3-2 against the spread. Really hard to look the other way on that one. Absolutely. Um, Another one that caught my eye was uh, league-wide. Week one dogs that in week two are road favorites. Mm -hmm. So in other words, what New England is this week are 4-14-1 against the spread since 2000. Okay. Wow. So the line is a little bit bizarre, Mm -hmm. but I I can't overlook just the stats. So, you know, combine that with both offenses were fairly lackluster. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, especially especially New England. Yeah. Uh, and both teams, certainly Pittsburgh, have good, maybe great defenses. Yep. So to me, this is going to be a close game either way, mm-hmm. right? This isn't going to be a blowout. This is going to be maybe a game that's won by a few points. Um, obviously, losing Watt is going to hurt um, Pittsburgh. But, I mean, how bad did New England's offensive line look in week one? Oh, God, just just dreadful. Just dreadful. You know, yeah, like we, we now now this is the third time that we're taking this game. But I think it's just that because it is it is an obvious game. It doesn't make a lot of sense. The, the New England Patriots are going to have to be a completely different team for this line to make sense in week two. And and I just I don't see it. And you don't see it. And the Panzer Red Prince doesn't see it. I love this part of a part of a teaser. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to belabor the point. I don't see uh, Pittsburgh getting blown out. Yeah. I think if they lose, they lose by a one or two point game. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we're going to tease this game, and, and I'll just throw out the full six point tease as okay. a starter. So yep. you're getting Pittsburgh at a plus eight. Um, give me the Steelers, the points, and Tomlin's beard at this point <laughs> i you know what it's funny because the we need to talk about it too with the teases when you tease games just as a rule out there everyone listening you want to tease past key numbers key numbers are threes sevens popular numbers that happen all the time and if you're doing that with over-unders you're gonna be looking at 21s 28s things like that so you want to cross those numbers and so when you tease the the Steelers up six points you're crossing that seven point marker meaning that they can lose by a touchdown and you still win so i love that at plus eight where are we going with the uh, second game there? So the second game I'm looking at is um, the Vikings getting two and a half. So the Vikings as a road dog yeah. against the Eagles. And again, this is another one where, I mean, sure, both teams won. Um, the Vikings, I mean, they won handedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Philly game was a little bit closer. But I'm just surprised to see the Vikings getting especially two and a half points uh, on, the road. on the road. So, I, I mean... I think the Vikings offense looked like it was firing on all cylinders and yeah. absolutely shredded what was supposed to be a formidable pack defense. Uh, I think Justin Jefferson is, is basically having uh, a party on the field. And, and I mean, he was getting open, like how he's not double covered at all times blows my mind. I, well, the, the Packers, um, the Packers strategy with the zone coverage made absolutely no sense. And I will say too, just the Panzer Prince and I made a couple of bets before the season started on this podcast. And one of mine was Justin Jefferson to lead the league in receiving yards at plus eight fifty. The book that I made the bet with is already trying to offer me money to get out of that position. They've already like, Hey, uh, <laughs> Hey, I know we were all joking hey. earlier. <laughs> like we all had a few drinks, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Here's no a dice. cash out for you. Why don't you go and take this cash out? We're offering. <laughs> yeah. 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 Would you like a couple of dollars? Like, no, 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 sir. I will wait for the whole amount. Thank you. 
Yeah, I know. He, he looked incredible. And, and I think the change in coaching in Minnesota thus far, I mean, obviously, you know, talk about a, a, maybe a bit of an overreaction, mm-hmm. but I mean, that, that offense looks reinvented. Yeah. That, that offense looks like it's finally meeting its potential. Yeah. Um, you know, and on the flip side, I mean, let's be honest, the, the Eagles defense didn't exactly impress against a relatively, you know, a sputtering Lions offense. Right. I mean, yep. Uh, you know, the Lions were able to run the ball consistently. And I mean, great for the Lions, but I mean, do we really want to compare the Lions run game to the Minnesota run game? Yeah, I mean, right. you know, you're talking about different levels there. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's an interesting matchup. Mind you, the Philly, or sorry, on the other side of the of the line, Philly's got a great O-line. Yeah, they do. Uh, it's rated as one of the best in the league. So how the Vikings pass rush will be able to contend should be interesting as well. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I just, I have a hard time looking at this game. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying Minnesota's a, Minnesota's a lock to win it, right? but I don't, I also don't see Minnesota getting blown out. So, uh, with a six point tease, mm-hmm. you get Minnesota as a plus eight and a half. Right. And that to me, considering how they played in week one is really, really appetizing. No, I love that going to up to eight and a half. Like, I think you're going to see a lot of people sprinkling money line for Minnesota in general. And now you get eight and a half going back the other way. This is, this is great. So, and honestly, it fits a theme between the two games as well. So we got Pittsburgh plus eight and Minnesota plus eight and a half for a two game, six point teaser at minus minus one twenty. right? It's a minus one twenty. I, I think we're getting great value um, with both of these teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, the 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 underdogs performed well in week one yep. i think you and i talked about it if you're gonna take underdogs like that yeah sure we're teasing them but why not sprinkle a little bit on the money lines right Absolutely. last week in the tease we took the steelers and the giants and both won outright mm-hmm. so i'm gonna throw that out there again for this week right i think i think the pittsburgh money line is is very appetizing i think the minnesota money money line might be a little bit more risky but again you know if you're gonna take the tease which by the way you could even do a five or a five and a half point tease to get yourself a little bit less on the juice or putting a little bit less on the juice. So you could take Pittsburgh at a plus seven. You could take uh, Minnesota as a, as a plus uh, six and a half or yeah. a plus seven and a half. So you don't have to do the full six point tease. Like you said, if, if you break through or at least match those critical numbers, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a way to improving your odds. Yeah, so completely. I like that. I like the two hundred dogs again this week. I'm, I'm officially opening up a kennel. The dogs are barking. <laughs> Uh, let's go in week two. Well, there we go. But it wouldn't be the gambler sees the week if you didn't have a little bit of a little bit of sprinkling for that icing there. Do you have a third game that you want to throw out? I I won't make this an official pick okay. because, like okay. I said, I do want to build some momentum with the betters before we start to get into the three and four game uh, parlays. But I will just throw it out there. Take a look at the Bears. Packers game. Ooh, I guess. The Packers, I think I saw that line. Some sports book at nine, some sports books at nine and a half. It's a it's a it's a lot of points to, to give up even with Green Bay at home. But go look at Rogers career stats yeah. <laughs> uh coming off of a road loss at home. Oh, I threw he, he I threw out a lot switch. of it. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So I'm just going to, if somebody wants to take it to a three game and get into that plus 150, plus 160 range, yep. um, you can tease that pack line down to something like a six or a three and a half, maybe even a four. I, I think there's something to be done or something to be said about, you know, getting, getting Rogers at under a touchdown 
that becomes appetizing. I, I'm totally, I am totally with you. I think, you know, it's so funny because as we kind of get into my tease of the week here, like, you know, we, we keep talking about on this episode that is it week one that they, you know, came out looking flat and you got to overreact one way, or is it that they've had a month and two months to prepare for this one game and this was their Super Bowl and that this is going to be the highlight of their season? And so I'm trying to highlight a few of these games, and, you know, here we go. I'm going to take the first. It's my, my teaser week, by the way. It's a three-game, six-point teaser for plus 160. I'm going to start with the Carolina Panthers, plus eight at the New York Giants. The New York Giants, that was their Super Bowl. <laughs> they beat the Tennessee Titans. They're happy as hell. You see Brian Dable in the locker room. You know, they went for two. I love all that kind of stuff. That's great. Carolina kind of got boned last week. And to get eight points plus the you know over that seven point uh, number there, I think is absolutely a great value. Uh, I think Carolina's got a lot of talent on both sides of the ball, and they sneakily might not be the worst team in the league. And so as long as they keep getting these huge lines against bad teams, like they're the underdog against the Giants, yikes, uh, I think there's real value in there in getting that to move six points to Carolina there. So that is my first of the three games. My second one is going to be the same thing. Seattle sucks. Like there's just no reason they should have won that game whatsoever. Now I will say, Thank you for your money, Seattle. I won money on you. I won money on you on the money money line. I won money on the spread. So thank you very much, but I'm done with you. I've used you. You're an empty husk for me at this point, so I get to pass you off. I'm going to be taking the San Francisco 49ers minus two and a half versus Seattle. San Francisco is at home. There's no reason to read into that last game at all. It was a monsoon. Who the hell cares what happens? Two and a half points. There's this should be the absolute easiest thing in the world. Seattle didn't. Seattle got like 70 yards in the second half. Didn't score a single point. Uh, I'd love San Francisco in this number at minus two and a half. Once again, getting under the three so that we don't have to do it by a field goal. Winning by a field goal wins. Uh, we're going to take San Francisco minus two and a half. And then the last one, same thing. Buffalo looked just about as good as they could look last week against the defending champions, the Los Angeles Rams. And so this line is now touching 10 points against Tennessee on Monday Night Football. Let's keep going. Let's take Tennessee Titans plus 16. There's no way that the Buffalo Bills can look that good every week, and there's no way that Tennessee Titans can look that bad every week. And so plus 16 points? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to take that, and that's going to be my three-game tease of the week. I, I don't know if there's ever a matchup in the NFL where anybody can confidently say, regardless of how good one team may be or how bad another team right? that you shouldn't take... 16 points right, right. we talked about it in week one right in the nfl the lines are always very very tight rarely 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 this isn't college do you see double digit blows right. any any score that's double digits is already considered a blow so now that you're talking about more than two touchdowns mm-hmm. i don't know that there's often a case where you could offer me 16 points regardless of the matchup and i wouldn't legitimately go like hmm, hmm. i don't know that's a lot of points <laughs> yeah. that's a, really hard for me to say no to yeah it's the new york jets versus the 1972 miami dolphins i'm like yeah 16 points a lot of points um yeah so th- there we go that's my three game tease lots of numbers out there but the gambler i hope that we're having the exact same conversation for week three you and i both as winners but we hope you have fun losing money this weekend it's it's been a it's been an enjoyable start to the season. Yes, I, I'm right there with you. I, I look forward to uh, continuing the uh, the trend or starting a trend, and uh, that will certainly uh, launch us into the uh, you know those three, four, maybe even five game likes Ooh, or I know. five uh, five leg parlays. Oh, I love it. I know. I I won on a two game parlay, so I'm like, how can I fuck this up? Let's add a third game. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Recap. Okay, we all made a lot of bets on this episode. Let's tell you about them. I'm going to be taking my safe pick of the week, the Green Bay Packers, minus 9.5 versus Chicago Bears. The spicy pick of the week will be the Cleveland Browns, minus 6 versus the New York Jets. 
My lock of the week will be the Pittsburgh Steelers plus two and a half versus New England. Uh oh, that's a popular one. Watch out. The tease of the week will be a 6.3 game teaser for plus 160. I have the Panthers plus eight, the Niners minus two and a half, and the Titans plus 16. Charlie Chalk for his lock of the week is going to be taking the Rams minus 10 and a half. He also likes San Francisco minus nine a little bit. The Pants Ready Prince for his safe pick of the week is Pittsburgh plus two and a half, and his spicy is Baltimore minus three and a half. And the Gambler has a two-game six-point teaser for minus 120. He's taking Pittsburgh plus eight and Minnesota plus eight and a half. Got it? Good. Record check. Oh, I love doing the record check on weeks like this. Obviously, because we went five and one on our picks from last week's podcast. Obviously, I'm really pumped about that. And I was right on a lot of these. But so much that I should have been should have been betting on some of the money lines. I should have been sprinkling a little bit of the money lines instead of taking all the lines in general. The only loser I had was the Jaguars. And even then, I, I, I kind of believe in them. They had a hilariously small amount of time with the ball. But we won with the Steelers plus 6.5 against Cincinnati. Uh, the Texans plus 8.5 against Indy, which I, the Panzer I print saw you know, up close and personally. And we had the Giants plus 5.5. Like, there we go again. Steelers, you know, winning outright the, as a, as a 6.5 favorite. The Texans tying, it's weird, as an underdog of 8.5 points. The Giants winning outright as an underdog of 5.5 points. We also had the Ravens and Jets under 45 and we won our tease of the week as the Ravens Jets under 49 and a half moving at four points and the Seahawks plus nine and a half, which we also didn't need because the Seahawks won one won outright. Jesus. Wow. So that's a great week for us. Five and one. Uh, not so great weeks for the Pants Ready Prince. Like he said, he went 0 and 2. He had the Titans minus five and a half. Oh boy. And the Cowboys plus two and a half. Also an oh boy. That's going to get two oh boys for that one. Charlie Chalk went one and two. He lost on his lock, which was Indy minus seven and a half. Him and the Pants Ready Prince can talk about that one. He had the Ravens minus seven, which is a win, and the Raiders plus three and a half, which, ah, tough. I like the Raiders this week, though. I didn't make a pick on it, but I like the Raiders this week. And then the Gambler, he won his tease of the week because he had Pittsburgh plus 12 and a half. He had the Giants plus 11 and a half in a six-point tease plus 120. Now over to at Losing Money WAB. That's our free daily picks on Twitter, on Instagram. We went four and two, which is plus 1.5 units. Winning our bets for both Monday and Thursday night football. Man, football has been working out well for us. Jesus Christ. That's 7-1 on our football picks so far this year. I can't wait for it to all fall apart in week two and lose all of our picks. <sighs> Ain't that the truth? But in the meantime, can you subscribe to Losing Money with Andrew Baskin wherever you enjoy podcasts? And please give a subscribe and a like to at Losing Money WAB on Twitter or Instagram wherever you decide to waste your time. Also, download the BetStamp app today and tell them Losing Money with Andrew Baskin sent you by entering the promo code AndrewB to help support the podcast. We'll be back on Friday next week to lose money on the NFL Week 3. Have fun losing money. We'll see you later, losers. He's the one that will help you bet. Then for the game, you'll be all set. Even though he may help you choose, remember you still may lose. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!